we dedicated this episode to talking about that and not just to talk about, you know, asking for help, but to kind of like, I I always say like, maybe it's a cautionary tale. If you are an, an entrepreneur and you are not maybe planning for something bad to happen or you don't have this maybe like contingency in place, like maybe it's time to start thinking about it. And All right. Welcome to the Team CTW Conquer the World podcast. We are Team CTW. My name is Nick Learman. This is my beautiful partner, the one and only Erica Webster. We started the show to highlight the folks out there that are looking to conquer their own world. And that means any space. That means business. That means politics. It means performance. It means scientists. It means athletes. You name it. We want to talk to those folks who are out there looking to take over the world and make change and do good and make a lot of money. Uh, but we're not just here to gas them up. We're not just here to sing their praises or we're not handing out high fives. We want to hear about the hard stuff, the adversity, the challenges, the failures, because those are what world conquerors are made of. Those are what we are all made of. And I hope and we hope in that process that to inspire and be inspired. So keep on listening as we uh, take on the Team CTW podcast. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. So this, far away. We're not across from each other right now. I know. So listen, this is a, this is a first for Team CTW. CTW. Uh, yours truly is here holding down the fort at home. Um, E-Dub, where are you at, babe? I am in good old Lawton, Oklahoma, visiting oh, my sister out of Fort Sill. A tourist mecca where, where all things fun and exciting happen. Um, and I am surrounded by my beautiful nieces and families <laughs> little unicorn running behind her, me in her unicorn outfit i love it um yeah so this is the first so we're recording in two different locations it's almost like it's 2022 and we can do things remotely it's pretty crazy yeah um so um, lots a lot has happened since the last time we recorded uh we've got some some of our guests some members of our team out there doing some really great stuff so first like uh how about our boy pat brady Listen, on his way to being the second oldest fighter to ever debut in the UFC, won, just won his most recent uh, fight. Uh, once again, tapped, it, tapped this guy out. Um, absolutely crushing. Made the guy look like a little punk. He tapped and then he pretended not to tap. It was quite hilarious. I, I really I was enjoyed say the guy that. acted like he didn't do it. Yeah. Didn't I, tap. I love it. So, yeah. So kudos to Pat the Brick Brady. Uh, he is crushing. Uh, if you want to listen to his show, uh, he is like episode two or three of the CTW podcast. And then I feel like... We left people hanging, babe. We, we did a whole episode on what was going on with our car drama. On my traumatic car experience. <laughs> um, Actually, interestingly enough, we were just talking last night. Apparently, you secretly texted my mom when I when I did get my car back. So I had my car back. And you said, Erica secretly wanted a new car or something. Which, <laughs> uh, which one, true. Two, hilarious that there's nothing I say I can say to your mother in confidence, uh, as if I didn't already know that. Three, <laughs> um, what's funny about that is I think someone made a comment to the literally to that to that effect, like just a few days ago. Is that true? Well, <clears throat> while we were doing it, I said I was very thankful that it ended up being, you know, it was just over a thousand dollars, but I wasn't even looking for a brand new car. I just I wanted a car with a rear view camera. <laughs> My car is old. <laughs> I would, you know, keep up with the times. But you know, I'm very thankful that we do not have another car payment on our hands. It could have been so much worse. And you know, hindsight being 2020, I, uh, you know, feel kind of silly for being so upset. But when you're in the moment of things, it's very upsetting. 
Sure. Listen, there's nothing wrong. Listen, and there's nothing long, wrong with being being upset about the adversity that comes our way. Um, you know, but it is, I think, a, a, also a strong reminder for both of us. The context matters. So, and you know, listen, the longer we can avoid a new car payment, uh, the happier I'll be. I know that much. Agreed. You know, we're still <laughs> waiting on that donation from Toyota. Yeah. So Toyota, if you're out there and you want to sponsor the Team CTW podcast, one new car is all it'll take, but it does need to have a third row. Um, so that's that's really our only requirement. I think that I don't think captain under- seats for the car seats, third row for the third car seat. You know, we're, we're the Brady Bunch now. <laughs> Um, and then listen, there's another big update, uh, from our friends at tricycle, listen, uh, frequent sponsors and, and guests on the show. So Mike Brown and his crew, they own tricycle in Conshohocken, um, and they just opened a second location. How about them apples? Um, so there it's called Velo John. So V E L O J A W N, uh, for all you non Philadelphians, uh, John is a very popular, part of our uh, lexicon here, um, but located at 40th and Lancaster in Philadelphia. So super excited for them to see them growing their business, growing their brand. Uh, and listening, going from, it was less than a year ago was an epic flood. And then now they're already cruising into a second location. So good on our friends at tricycle. So we're really excited for you guys. What's Velo short for velocity? Velo Velociraptor. A, Veloc- yes. Velociraptor. It's actually a dinosaur <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> They're my favorite dinosaur. Um, no, Velo is a, uh, it's a very po- popular term in the the cycling community. Um, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that's, we're not, though I am, listen, speaking of cycling, I'm sporting my uh, cycling jerseys for those of you watching the video. Uh, looking, Eric always loves it when I wear Lycra. So I wanted to, since she's at, she's not here, I wanted to make sure that I reminded her of what she was missing. It's not the top I love. It's, it's the bottoms. <laughs> You like you like showing off my badonkadonk? Is that was that what you're telling the world? <laughs> Super. Where were we? So where were we? We were in Pittsburgh, and you went out for a ride, and we were staying in a hotel, and the concierge at the, at the front was giggling at you. Yeah, he literally laughed at me as I came back from my ride. <laughs> Screw you, brah. Screw. Who invented cycling outfits? Uh, people concerned with being aerodynamic, yo. That's who <laughs> who invented them. Um, all right, so let's get down to business. Um, really excited to be able to update you on every, you know, some of our team CTW community. Um, but there's also been some updates and some things happening, uh, inside our world. Um, I, but I think it would be better coming from you, Erica, I think, cause it's, it's mostly on your side of the house, but, um, why don't you tell the world what's been happening? Um, oh, sorry, it's a little chaotic here. So I apologize for all the background noise, but, um, so yesterday morning, actually my dad, um, had open heart surgery. So on Thursday morning, he um, suffered a massive heart attack, aka the one called the Widowmaker. So apparently only 12% of people actually survive that heart attack. Um, and they're saying that because he was awake and able to detect it and call 911 is the only reason uh, that my dad is still with us today. So first, you know, to the powers that be, to God and all of that. I'm thankful that he's alive, but, you know, in that moment, life, you know, we talked about what we would discuss today in the topic and is that life just keeps going. Right. So like I got the call, it was 4am. I'm getting ready to go to dub freaking out. You know, Nick turns the lights on and is like trying to figure out what's going on with me. And I'm like, call Jenny, call Jenny. I needed a coach. You know, the first thing, like I'm at, it, I couldn't, I couldn't just crumble. 
you know, it's like, that's not no longer an option. Whereas when maybe you're a teenager or you have no responsibilities, when something traumatic or something crazy happens, you can just melt down, you know, like now being, being a parent, being a business owner, like a crisis happens, you still need to make sure that everything is situated and then you get to kind of deal with um, the crisis. So it was the first time for me, you know, thankfully my family has been pretty healthy and we haven't really suffered much loss. So this was pretty, it was pretty shocking, pretty traumatic. Um, but like, I didn't really, so like Thursday and Thursday was crazy. So like packing my dad's bag, getting things that he needed from the house, getting in touch with the doctors, finding out what's going on. You know, my dad was in the ICU, getting to the hospital, dealing with that, talking to family, passing it on. And it wasn't until I think Thursday night I got home and then I just like melted, like cried, like lost it. You know, I was torn because I was supposed to come here and be with my sister. So my sister, Michelle and I, we shared the same dad and she's in the army. So she was unable to come home, which but she'll be able to come back in September, which is good. Um, and I remember telling my dad, like, you're going to have this open heart surgery on Monday. I don't know if I should go. And he's like, you know, you need to be with your sister right now. Like that's, that's where you should be. What are you going to do here? Just stare at me in this hospital bed. Um, and he's like, your life still goes on. So the fact that like my dad and I, one, can have these candid conversations where he's also a business owner and understands that the income, you know, like it, life doesn't stop. You can't just stop. Um, so, I mean, that's where I get it from. Maybe that's where I learned it from my dad, just watching him be resilient and having to like push through. So I, you know, flying here with our son, with our nine month old son and then dealing with that and, you know, going back and forth, thankful we have a really helpful family. Um, but it was scary, you know, it, and like trying to FaceTime him on Sunday night before his surgery, he had a heart episode. So he ended up being rushed back to the ICU and wasn't allowed to use his phone. So I didn't even get to see him again um, before his surgery. So actually, I still haven't seen him because he had some bleeding this morning and then to take him back into the OR. So it's just, it's been nothing but like one thing after another, um, but still trying to run my business, maintain, you know, I'm, I'm with my son here. Um <laughs> And, you know, hanging out with my nieces and trying to, you know, not scare them and still spend family time because I only get to see them once a year. And I don't know. So it's just the idea that having your huddle, the people who will help help you when this is going on, having a good staff, you know, like Jenny and Jamie have stepped up, you know, Becca's out because she just donated a kidney. So it's not like, you know, like it, it, it wasn't the perfect time for this to happen either. But like, is there ever a perfect time? Um you know, and my dad's self-employed. So for the next three to four months, my dad has no income. And like, you know, due to the way that he lives, he also has no savings, which is no one else's fault. But that's, you know, how the cards have been played and cards have been dealt. So, you know, just trying to figure out how to navigate that, how to get my dad the help he needs, figuring out what it is I can do, how much I can handle you know, bandwidth wise, while also maintaining my family and being pregnant with an infant, with a six-year-old running a business, you know? So anyway, I don't know if what, if that, that's just what's going on in our, in our world. If I covered it all. <laughs> um, yeah. I, listen, I think it's, you know, I hear you, you, I hear you say all those things and it's, it's a lot, right? It's, um, but it's also remarkable, you know, uh, 
sometimes, and I listen, I, I can only speak for us, but I think I, sometimes I hear Erica say, like, I don't know if I have the bandwidth or I don't know if I can do this or I don't know what I can handle. Um, but survival mode has a way of reminding us all what we are capable of. Um, you know, so I think this is super hard and obviously our, the main priority right now is your dad. Um, but I think this is an opportunity to reflect also on like what you're capable of, um, and what you're able to do, um, you know, when your back's up against the wall. Yeah. It's like, you know, the fight or flight, you know, and like I said, you know, not having gone through any of this stuff, I almost feel it's interesting because I consider myself a very emotional person and, you know, not like I exaggerate a lot and I get very upset easily and I feel very deeply, but this situation has just been so different where I, I just kind of feel it's, I guess that leadership role, right? Like when you have somebody that you're in charge of or, or you're something that is requiring you to like keep the cog going, you know, it's like emotions don't matter right yeah. now. You know, you just have to get shit done. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's an interesting for me. I always think of the, about, you know, when I think about these moments, I think it's one, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So like that adversity is what, when something's required, it's required. Like, you know, like bills have to get paid. Things have to get done. Dogs have to get walked. Children have to be fed. You know, all groceries have to be purchased. Meals have to be eaten. All of these things have to get done. Um, it doesn't matter how shitty everything else is or how tough it is. Um, but I also think that there's, and it's an interesting emotional exercise when that, so that vacuum's created, right? That gap is there that you have to fill. You have to take on this role. You have to lead, you know, uh, as a child, you, you know, you certain, even though it's your parent, like you have to t- take care of, uh, take care of the family and be in that, fill that role, fill that g- gap. Um, but from an emotional perspective, it's also sort of a little bit of a respite, right? It's this, it's a way to escape the, you know, the catastrophizing or it's a way to escape thinking about the challenges that are actually happening when you're just in the moment doing what needs to be done. Um, but like you talked about, you know, you sort of like, once you sort of step down a little bit, ratchet down, um, you know, those emotions are still there and you still need to process through all that stuff. How do you feel about, how do you feel about that part? Um, you know, obviously it's healthy to, to let those emotions go. It's not good to keep everything bottled in. And it's interesting. This is where my sister, Michelle and I are, are a little different. She's more, she's very stoic and she's, it's almost like I took all of her emotions and just, they're all like, I like cry for her. And, you know, she's just very like, she's business, um, which is good. So I think she, she compliments that part where when I'm falling apart, she's like, Erica, this is what we're going to do. And, and, you know, it's, um, and even though she's my younger sister, I learn a lot from her. And, and I think her leading by that example is what's helping me. And, you know, she even apologized. She's like, I'm sorry that you're doing this, you know, by yourself. And I might be physically by myself there, but like, it's, I'm not alone. I have, you know, family, like, you know, my family stepped up, you know, our cousin Ann took, took the dog. Like that's a huge lift, you know, it's a 90 pound German shepherd. Like you can't just, she's not a puppy. You can just stick in a crate and hold, you know? So she family like did that. Then my, uh, my other cousin, Michelle's boyfriend came and pulled all the weeds. The, the lawn needed to be cut. The neighbor, his neighbors went and cut his grass and neighbors across the street are getting his mail. And it's like, this big, the sense of, of community, you know, 
you go your whole life and you, and you wonder if, I don't know, you made a difference or if you impacted someone's life or if someone likes you and then this happens and watching people, you know, step up and, and offer to do things, it just kind of, I don't know, makes you want to keep doing good. Or like, this is like where I believe in, in karma, you know, where I, I, people are always like, you know, you have no time on your hands. Why are you always volunteering? You know, what is volunteering for this event, helping your business? And I'm like, it's not helping my business, but it's what you should be doing. And you mentioned it. I don't know if it was on the show or just like when we talk, but um, you, you say that you always believe that people given the opportunity to be good or do good are going to. Um, And so an example of that is we started a GoFundMe for my dad. One of his friends um, started it because again, we talked about my dad being self-employed. He can't work. So that means there's no money. And someone noticed that, right? Somebody not in our family who doesn't know my dad's financial situation, but understands it started this GoFundMe and in 24 hours, there's already been $5,000 raised. And it's, you know, it's not, that money isn't going to be my dad going on vacation. It's going to be him paying for dog food, you know, like things that he can't do right now that we, that we take for granted. Um, And I don't know really where I'm going with this. My brain is also fried from all of this, you know, emotional um, distress, I guess. And still, you know, I still haven't talked to my dad since Sunday. You know, so um, having the community around me and people reaching out and asking, it just, it feels good. It's like my, you know, people care about my dad and. Um, well, your dad's and, a good guy, right? You know, and it, this is someone we talked about on social, but it's been, you know, we haven't talked about it here is your dad spends a great, great deal of his time taking care of people, um, whether it's us and helping us with projects around the house for anybody who doesn't already know, like yours truly is not the handiest guy ever. <laughs> um, I can help pay the bills and I, I can do a lot about a lot of little things, but you know, I, so, you know, Eric's dad league does, he comes by regularly and helps us with projects around the house. Um, but he's also super active in volunteering at the community at large and our veteran community, even though he didn't serve, he's a proud supporter of our veteran community. His warriors, he's a part of a motorcycle group called warriors watch. And they routinely go out and they welcome service members that are coming home from deployments. Um, one of the very first times I met Lee, um, I had, uh, he gave me a coin cause I had just come back from a training mission. I don't even remember where, somewhere across the globe. Um, and, and that's the sort of person he is always doing those things. That is like a, you know, a weekly or regular part of his life. It's so, so important to him. Um, you know, so I think to your point, like it's, it's nice to see the, all of that good karma that he's putting out into the world. It's nice to see that people notice. And, and because of, he's been such a phenomenal human being, I think people are very ready and happy to step up and help him, you know, when he's in need. And like you said, he's, listen, he is not, you know, financially in a phenomenal spot. Um, and he's self-employed and that's as much as our, we love our entrepreneurs ourselves included, like, but it's a math, like this is one of the massive risks of being an entrepreneur is there is no safety net. He doesn't, you know, um, he doesn't have employees. He doesn't have a, a passive income. He doesn't have infrastructure, uh, in place. So, Listen, he and he physically is not going to be able to work for a minimum of 12 weeks. So we're I, I think, you know, it's really nice to see the community stepping up to help with the dog, to help with the yard, um, you know, and this GoFundMe, if anybody wants to check it out, that um, looks like it's titled Let's Help Lee Weinstein Recover. Um, hop over there 
And if you want to make a donation, it, it'll certainly be appreciated. Um, you know, I know Lee will appreciate it. And I can't think of a whole lot of human beings that are more deserving uh, than he is. So um, I, to the extent that I tried to, you know, babble on after you babbled. Um, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, that is, you know, that's not why any of us do good things in the world, but it is nice to see the community step up and, and respond in kind when somebody like Lee uh, is having these type of challenges. Thanks, babe. And, and, you know, we dedicated this episode to talking about that and not just to talk about, you know, asking for help, but to kind of like, I don't know, I always say like, maybe it's a cautionary tale. If you are an, an entrepreneur and you are not maybe planning for something bad to happen, or you don't have this maybe like contingency in place, like maybe it's time to start thinking about it. And unfortunately, a lot of times it takes an incident or it takes a, a tragedy for people to realize something. Um, and, you know, and I, we, we've discussed finances. I go through like these phases, you know, where I'm like, I should go back to teaching because it's guaranteed, um, you know, retirement or guaranteed pension, but it's guaranteed miserableness for me, you know? So then I reevaluate, you know, investing and making sure that there's savings for my kids. So if something happens to me, like Preston and Maddie and the new one, they're not going to have to worry about taking care of us. So if there's anything that you are taking from today, is just make sure you try to have a plan. You know, there's this book that we actually bought my dad. It's going to sound morbid a couple of years ago. And it's like, and it's called, we got on Amazon and it's titled, I'm dead. Now what? And inside the book is like, passwords to everything, account numbers, what credit cards you have, what insurance you have, <laughs> funeral a, plans, like all of that ridiculously stuff. Ridiculously candid title. <laughs> like that is so like, uh, yeah, morbid is a good word. Holy moly. <laughs> um, and we bought my dad and my mom. They both have one. But again, it's because it's so traumatic when you're going through something that if this one little book takes out the think and like the process of having to worry and stress and like collect everything, you know, that's a plan as small as it is. It's this book, but it's a plan to help. So I don't know. We need to buy that book now that we have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. I, and I, it's, it's a, it's a balance for sure. Like being an entrepreneur and, and going out on your own and, and trying to get after it and be your own boss is certainly, it is not without risk and you cannot focus on those risks exclusively. You are never going to mitigate all of those risks and you're never going to reduce it down to zero, but you're right. There need something, some sort of, you know, something in place, you know, a mechanism, a process, a support structure uh, goes a long way to, you know, getting you over those things when they do happen. You know, and you're not, it's not always going to be having a massive heart attack, but, you know, whether it's our friends at Tricycle, right? Like that, a massive flood, you know, unexpected, you put business in a, a bad way, you know, or whether it's a health condition, whether it's a family challenge, health, whatever the case may be, um, shit happens, right? Um, and being prepared uh, to address that when it does happen um, as best you can be mentally, physically, and financially, it certainly, it certainly helps. Truth. 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 Um, so yeah, so we'll, what we'll do is we will drop the GoFundMe link in the show notes. So again, anybody out there that's interested, uh, we certainly appreciate um, any contributions of any size. And then by, uh, and of course, and if you want to share it too, um, like I said, Lee Weinstein is one of the most deserving people um, out there, you know, the guy works his tail off. He is always giving back to others. Um, so it'd be great to see our community turn up, um, and show some support when he's having a tough time. 
Yeah, I appreciate it very much. On behalf of my entire family, we would appreciate it. So, all right. So switching gears a little bit, um, we do also have some super exciting stuff. So uh, we recently recorded an interview with one of our most high profile guests and we have another one in the works. How about them apples? So, um, you know, we want to talk to people across all spaces. So our next two guests, one is a politician who's literally served in Congress, served at some of the highest levels of our leadership. Another one is on HBO. How about them apples? Um, so we're not going to name any names just yet, but we'll see uh, when we're going to drop those, either who's going to come next week and who's going to be in the, our following interview. Uh, but, you know, we mean it. We, start, we always talk at the outset of the show. We love talking to people, whether they're athletes, you know, they're MMA fighters, whether they are two-star generals, whether they're business leaders, small business owners, performers, politicians. We, we want them all. Uh, and I feel like in a very short time, uh, you know, I think we've been recording the show for like six months, not even. We have sort of really captured this really broad spectrum of people who have these very dynamic, engaging, interesting stories and are absolutely kicking ass and taking names, but also sharing uh, what they've got going on. So we're really excited. So make sure you guys tune into uh, the next few episodes and every episode after that, of course. <laughs> Um, and while I mentioned that, make sure you do like, follow, subscribe to the Team CTW podcast, wherever you're at. Drop us a review. Five stars. Give us five stars. Um, but that's good for our algorithm. That's good for us. It makes more people reach out and find out about Team CTW. Um, and then how about the stories? Do you have anything thoughts up on those? What stories? The stories that we get from people? Yeah. You yeah. Tell them how no, it- we want them. They're interesting. Um, I... Uh, they motivate me personally to, to keep doing this, right. To make sure like, Hey, like people are listening and they want to hear what we have to say and they're impacted. So yeah, keep sending us your stories. It doesn't need to be a novel. You don't need to send us a novel. If you want to, you can, but just, you know, little tiny shares of, of triumphs or challenges. Yep. And you can email us at teamctwpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at teamctwpod. And then, of course, as always, we would not be able to pull off the show without our boy Palmer at the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. If you're thinking about getting your own podcast, listen, I can promise you, you do not want to spend eight hours editing a 30-minute episode. You find somebody like Palmer, and Palmer will make sure that your shit is tight, put out a good product, make sure you represent it in the best possible light. We would not be able to put on our show without him. So we're super grateful for Palmer. Uh, we knew with other friends of ours that are, have podcasts that started working with him um, and nothing but positive things to say. So uh, Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. Absolutely check it out. Uh, and until next time, I'm Nick. I'm Erica. We're out. <laughs>